Hi, before we start the show, I'd like to tell you about two things. First, we have a second weekly show that drops a day after this one called OK, OK, So by Sean Barton. It's a weekly rant or discussion from Sean and Sean alone. And second, we do have a Patreon page. And on it, you get the following. At the $1 level, you get this weekly show without commercials and an extra 10 to 15 minutes after our tagline. At the $3 level, you get Sean's OK, OK, So commercial free and one day before the free version, plus the weekly podcast at the $1 level. At the $5 level, you get everything at the $1 and $3 levels, plus one sketch a month. And finally, at the $10 level, you get all the lower levels, plus one more sketch per month. So you can find our Patreon page at patreon.com slash from the bunker. Thank you in advance for your support. And now on with the show. <laughs> News alert, people in dead. the 70s have died. Uh, people that were adults in the 70s have died. Generalissimo Francisco Franco, still dead. <laughs> where that was from? Uh, Saturday Night Live. Yeah, Chevy. <laughs> it's Chevy Ch- still alive. Still alive. Apparently not the nicest fellow. I have never met him. My dad did. I was at the movies with him once. Yeah? Not me and him together. He was in the th- same theater. Uh-huh. And he was... Just very strange. They kind of just got got up and before the movie started and was making kind of jokes and started talking to the audience, but not really, not really was anything funny. Was it his funny. film? No, no, no. Just they, he was out with his wife for the movies. That's weird. Yeah, it was just very odd behavior. Yeah, my dad met him when he was a writer mm-hmm. in New York. And my is dad this goes, back when he did the Groove Tube. No, this is when my dad was like. You ever see the Groove Tube? Yes, I did. Uh, but my dad was in New York, and he was interviewing writers for a show. And Chevy Chase came in and goes, wait, you're named after a street in Beverly Hills? Because there is literally a street named Chevy Chase. Well, and he goes- in the city of Maryland. Right, and he goes, no, that's just my name, sir. Okay. So we're going to go with that. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> God, it was the- Welcome to this week's edition of From the Bunker while with ago. Jody Hamilton and David Shockey. So I love how Joe Biden uh, addressed the House of Parliament yesterday. <laughs> it was. Have you ever kinda. seen it so rowdy? Yeah. I've well, never seen him like literally the president shouting back. It was might as well been the prime minister shouting back to the you know members House of Commons and the Labor Party. You know, it was like just. It was brilliant. He trolled them so well. Do, do you, should it have been a laundry list? I, I feel like in this day and age, he should have brought in like a whiteboard. He should have brought in. I a know. Skinny. It's Katie. Porter should have had a thing well, behind he should, him. He should have made a presentation because, you know, they, they're saying 61% of the people don't think that he's done anything. Have a list. Show unemployment, uh, unemployment at 3.7%. Show 3. Inflation, 5. In, inflation going down mm-hmm. every month for the last six months. Show grab numbers. I mean, it's like, make it, show it to people what you've done. No, I, Katie Porter should have been behind him. Behind what, whatever it is that, you know, I think his, I, uh, by the way, you know that I've been screaming about his messaging for a year. I thought his speech was amazing. I'm not talking about the speech. I'm talking about the reason that 60% of the country thinks he's done little not or nothing. Not anymore. We'll see if that resonates. But the reason is he doesn't have good messaging. His people around him aren't doing a good job. They're mismanaging him. You also forget that- Why else would 60% of the people- think that a guy who's done an incredible job done nothing. Because the media doesn't let you know. Okay. When you have the Wall Street Journal going, inflation this way, and it's not. I mean, there's certain... Messaging is part of how you handle the media, though. Yeah, but mm, right-wing media is 
I'm sorry. Everybody thinks it's liberal biased. It is not. The media is right wing biased. You mean because it's owned by gigantic corporations with right wing interests? Yes. People haven't put that together yet? Yeah. And so when they say a liberal bias, that doesn't exist. And it hasn't existed probably since the late 60s, maybe. Um, And the fact of the matter is his speech and trolling the Republicans last night was my favorite part. When when he said about Medicare and Social Security and they were like – it, Marjorie Three Toes is, you lie. And it's like, okay, do you, all right. And then he goes, so we're not going to put that up for the debt ceiling? We're all going to agree that we're not going to cut those things? Stand up if you agree. And the whole house stood up. Oh, he goes, I love conversion. I don't think that's what he meant. That's what he meant. I converted you. Oh, conversion. Oh, as in convert. I, I thought he was trying to say conversing. No, conversion. Or, 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 or like a back, a back no, and forth. No, he meant conversion. Got it. As of, I've converted you to My, not to do. To a normal way of thinking. To what I want you to do. And he was so good at that last night. With That it was off the cuff, mind you. He's, um, last night proved to everybody, I assume you as well, that the man is not daft. The man knows how to go off the cuff very well. In I've never thought he was. He's obviously not the greatest orator. In, but in that was great last night. Yeah. He was amazing he was last night. I mean, the speech was well-written. And, and he was then, relaxed. Uh, yes, he knew. He's done, he's done that a few times. He's spoken to people a few times. He's d- discussed issues a few times. He knows yeah. his stuff. And last night was a barn burner as far as a State of the Union address. Mm-hmm. I mean, and and... Somebody called into uh, uh, Stephanie this morning going, well, 76% of people liked um, last year's Donald Trump. Well, first off, last year was not Donald Trump. But in 2019, 76% of the people that viewed the State of the Union address in 2019 liked the State Because most of the people that tune in for a State of the Union are supporters of the person that is speaking. Always. Mm -hmm. Last night, though, 72% of the people in – approved of what he said 41 percent of them were republicans got it that's huge yeah it is that's ginormous because i i bet with the 76 percent of the people that approved of donald trump in 2019 i don't think 41 percent of them were democrats no. so do you think we got over coverage of the balloon last week by the way oh my god the balloon by, by the way I should stop calling they should they should call it a spy aircraft because Thank this you. isn't a, a kid's balloon to the surface. No, it's not. I mean, and it's kept the, the bigger than this house. It's just, it's a mode of transportation. It's yes. an aircraft. Exactly. And, and they and, should have been saying that. Well, I mean. It makes looks, it seem silly. Well, it looks Oh, like we it. shut down the balloon. Well, we shut down a spy aircraft. And Donald Trump, there were three of them. Do we know that for a fact? Yes. Okay, got it. That flew over the planet. I can't believe he let that thing go across the whole country and take pictures and spy. He's just weak and he's too late to act. No. Oh, well. The thousands of pounds of metal and rocket fuel and the ordnance it used to bring it down, plus the equipment in the balloon. What if it landed on some kid on a bicycle and crushed him to death? What would the Republicans have been saying? Seven-mile debris. Seven-mile debris field, yes. So the point is, they blew that out of the sky, and it crushed some kid in Iowa or Montana or destroyed a house. How irresponsible. Is this guy crazy? He's going he's gonna to shoot down 10,000 pounds of stuff over a, a crowded American citizens, over crowded cities. What was he thinking? They have no way of knowing where it was going to land. Well, and, and he did say, can we shoot it down? And then NASA and the DOD said, not over land. Just no. And there was a, an opportunity when it 
It's not like a rocket dissolves once it explodes. No, and and there was an opportunity apparently over Alaska where they could have done it. But Wasilla? No. Uh, there's a tundra that it was over sure. and apparently it's winter right now up sure. there. So it's winter everywhere in the Northern well, Hemisphere. Well, Mount Washington sure. and New Hampshire don't go there. Anyway, it's winter up there. And so that, that tundra, by the way, is thousands of feet deep. So had they shot it over there, that they wouldn't have been able to get the information from said spy facility. Um, and then, by the way, it was over Canadian airspace at one point. We can't shoot it down over another country, by the by. And secondly, they had to wait. There was 12 miles off the coast. That's U.S. airspace. So they had to like really figure out. And it's only 40 feet deep where it was shot down. So sure. they're getting everything from it. And we jammed the single signal. Excuse me. And um, seriously, I'm sure it was handled as professionally and smartly from our intelligence agency through our military through everything as possible. It's not. And by the way, why didn't you tell us? It's like I don't need to know everything. Because you're telling me you're telling the whole world. You're telling our adversaries. I'm trying not to say enemies anymore. But it's like. I don't need to be in the loop. That's not my job. No. I, I have other things I need to do. Exactly. And, and it's not, you know, why on earth would you tell everybody? I know. And the like, fact you that- know, Even the people like, in, I hate to bring up this, the the, the murders in, in, in Idaho mm-hmm. of the kids. And it's like they weren't getting enough information. Well, if you're getting in this information, so is the guy that killed them that they're looking for. It's like, you just have to be patient. You know, we have, you know, usually very, very smart people that have spent decades- honing their skills, doing these things, whether it's intelligence, whether it's crime solving, whatever it is, just let them do their job. This isn't a fucking reality show yeah. where you get to see every angle and every shot and hear every, you know, somebody bitching about this or that or whatever. It's like, just let them do their jobs. And what? it turned out exactly the way we wanted it to turn out. Well, and what's hilarious is they're like, oh, uh, the fact that three balloons flew over us during Donald Trump is because he didn't know about it. That's not good. So he's unaware of crap, or he was not told because people didn't trust him. So he said, shoot it down now. Um, luckily, President Biden listens to people that are smarter than he is, and he's a very smart man. Um, no, and- yeah, I mean, you know, you don't get to be in that job and understand the, the, the depth and variety of issues he understands. It's oh like, oh my God, he's so smart. Like when people talk about AOC being dumb, she's you know, not it's dumb. Like she's smarter than me. She's more well educated than I am, and she's more well informed than I am. This is a person who has multiple degrees yes. from a great university yep. that she graduated with honors. Yes, you she's know, a so- political science major. And so, um, I think it was economics and international relations. There you go. Okay. So, so yeah. And, and today and, she and buys a ten-term incumbent. And by the way, AOC today, under the stupid Twitter files hearing. Okay. Are they trying to find out if Twitter un- illegally squelched the voices, important conservative voices, even though they're a private company and they do whatever they want? Yeah, exactly. That okay. was part of her point. And she goes, and by the way, um, all of these threats against me. You guys kept up there, right? Oh, yeah, we did because we deemed them not a problem. It's like I know, and she gets raped and killed threats. Yes, like sir, Donald Trump threatened her, and she goes, "You kept that up, right?" I hate that her voice is so high because she's so smart. Well, that's that's the the own their only endpoint. She's because she's young and she's got a high voice. They <clears throat> mistake that for being non not serious. Mm-hmm. Uh, she said, uh, Aaron Rupar is amazing, by the way, with yeah. doing this whole thing. He's a, follow him if you don't already. 
She used uh, AOC used her questioning to detail how libs of TikTok incites harassment against children's hospital. Remember that? Uh, <clears throat> I would really like to get to the bottom of the gender affirming surgery stuff. Like, where does it happen? How often does it happen? What age do you have to be? Eighteen. Is it one in a thousand or one in ten million? It's very rare. First off, that anybody that's transgender would, it's actually does it. It's almost like a partial birth abortion. You think there would be one happening on every corner, You'd and it's think. like one in a million pregnancies. No, I mean, I, I, I know several, and my niece in particular, my grandniece, sorry. Um, she has yet to have her um, surgery. Um, she's, she's taking hormones. She has breasts now because that's hormonal. Um, she has yet to do any sort of surgery. Well, it's smart because I because and this may or may not be a correct. Oh, and number, she's twenty six. But though. the publication that I got it from, I mean, it seemed like the Guardian. It was like a regular publication said something like seventy to eighty percent of, let's say, prepubescent or adolescents. I don't know exactly what it was. Adolescents who initially identify as transgender eventually end up just being gay. No, I don't. I don't know about that. But um, but, but my point is, it's like yeah, maybe we should wait a minute. Well, do you have to be eighteen? Oh well, then. Then it's it's a zero issue. Yeah, a you and have you, to be. And if you do end up quote unquote mutilating your body and you're unhappy with the decision you made, you're an adult. Welcome to being a welcome to being you know welcome to eighteen. Well, and the thing that they're upset about the the GOP freedom. Is they're upset about the hormone stuff. They're not. It's not about gender mut. By the way, there are people born with very rare penises and hermaphroditic. Yeah, and it's qualities. And the parents decide at that moment in time with an infant. Boy or girl. Where are you going? Decide what you're going to do because that person has no decision-making qualities at that point and, and, or rights at that point. So parents have made those decisions for their children a bunch of times. And by the way, hormones, if, if the person believes he or she is the other uh, gender, hormones have to be suppressed for that reason because the earlier the better. Yes. Okay. It's healthier, safer. But I mean, when you say earlier, you mean are you talking twelve or are you talking sixteen? When you go through puberty is whenever you go. Some girls are going at nine years old. They're menstruating, by the way, now because of hormones in our food. So, <sighs> how concerned are you about that? About uh, parents? About an eleven-year-old deciding that they want their gender changed? I'm not. Okay. That's not up to me. Okay. That's up to the parents and the child. Okay. And if the child, if it were my child and he or she came to me and said, I am not the person that I was born that you said I am. Okay. Because you can reverse that. Hormones can be reversed. I, I'll say if you're just talking about That's HRT. what they're talking about. Got it. They're talking about HRT at this point. They're not talking. You're gender- never going to sell me on sports. <clears throat> Whatever. You're never going to sell me on sports. I know you. I know you're going to need to talk to others that are more qualified than I to talk about that. But, mm-hmm. um, but my my grandniece, who is, her name was Patrick when she was born. Uh, she. We will have dead no dead naming in this house, my we friend. We will have no dead name. Well, that was her name. Her name is now Mallory. Okay, great name. And she's going to be 27 this year. But she just started transitioning at 25, which is much more difficult. Speaking of transitioning, interesting transition from the State of the Union to this. See? See, we go there. Um, <coughs> non sequitur. Well played. Um, but she, um, she started transitioning at 24 and a half, 25 years old, which mm-hmm. is more difficult for any person, whatever age they are. And I've told you this story about this uh, transgender man who ended up dying from ovarian cancer because nobody would treat him. Mm-hmm. 
and that's effed up because he couldn't get he couldn't afford to get his ovaries Got removed, it. and so he died, and nobody would treat him because of where he lived, and he didn't. It was not, how old was this person? God, he was in his oh, older. Yeah, he was in God. his forties when he got ovarian cancer, and he ended up dying from the one thing that he couldn't remove from his body. Got it. And I mean, if you had met him, you'd be like, total dude, totally a dude. And there's a friend of mine who's transgender. He's on a, a, a TV show. And <laughs> if you met Michael, you would never know that he had been born female. That seems like the name of a sitcom. If you met Michael. Oh, no. When he came out as transgender on this children's show, by the way, it's a children's show on Nickelodeon. And there was a whole article about him in Newsweek. And the whole the video is so funny. Wait, he's Canadian? I didn't know you were Canadian. And that was the whole joke of it because they didn't care. His cast members didn't care. Mm-hmm. When I met him, I was Michael. And then I found out that he had been born female. Um, and he's a straight man. <laughs> he's not a gay woman. He's a straight man. And it's very interesting to, I think, it's interesting because when when a person born female or assigned female at birth who becomes <clears throat> male, people don't mess with them. But if a person is born male and then assigned male and then comes female, people get upset with that. Sure. And I don't get that. It's a disconnect for me. Okay. Because there's a lot of trans men out there that can uh, – Russell, kick ass. Yes, they That's can. I mean, they're 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 bodybuilders that are I, out there. For some reason, I think people, in terms of just purely aesthetics, or in terms of manifestation, I think it's easier to fully manifest when you transition from woman to man and look like a man. I think there are a lot more trans men that you would be that you would have difficulty telling that they transition than trans women. Well, it's a more difficult surgeries because there's a Adam's apple shaving, and then your brow. Those are the two. Okay. Those are the two. Also hand size, I guess. Oh, yeah, but I know women with big hands. Let me see your paw. My paw's smaller than your paw, but I'm not as tall as you. I'm not that tall. Lonnie's paw and my paw are not that far apart. Got it. Um, we have almost the same shoe size. We're like a size different. Yeah, I have massive paws and feet. Yeah, so that's the difference. Um, no, I mean, it's it's very interesting that, that people are afraid of trans women, but not trans men. Are they afraid of trans women? What is, what is it about them? Is it, it almost is like that argument in the 60s as to why men couldn't be flight attendants because the more effeminate men might bring up might bring out inappropriate feelings in some of the male passengers. I mean, this is apropos of nothing, but I'm, there was a, um, a very famous case, Diaz versus Pan Am. Mm-hmm. And a lawyer, I can't remember the first guy's first name, Diaz, uh, sued them because they wouldn't hire him. And if you read the briefs... As to why they wouldn't they hire wanted, a man for was, a flight, it was for like, a steward, for yeah, for a flight attendant, for a stewardess job, it was like bizarre. It was like you know, a hundred years ago in certain roles, and you know, it might stir feelings of whatever, and male passengers and having a man reaching over them, and blah blah blah. Uh, I bring this up. I only know about Diaz versus Pan Am because my mom represented Diaz. Oh, okay. And if you look at the at the briefs, you know, so and so, so and so, so and so, so and so from Washington, so and so, so and so from Miami, because that's where their hub was. You know, fifteen lawyers from New York. Representing Diaz, Eleanor Shockett, Kate Dressing Gosenberg. Kate Dressing Gosenberg, that was her firm, Miami. Like my mom was up against this army of Miami, Washington, New York lawyers. Oh, and she won. 
Yes, she should have. Yeah. That's why men are, by the way, flight attendants today because of Diaz versus Pan Am. Well, I mean, they call them flight attendants now because they're men. Mm-hmm. Because a steward is on a ship. Sure. They called them stewardesses. Well, any S at the end. Because they could have just called them stewards. Yes. It's, they're doing the same well, job. It's fine. It's like you don't say waitress anymore, waiter, it's server. It's server, and it should be. Um, it should be non Gender specific. Yes. And, and, uh, oh, teacheress. <laughs> exactly. Teacheress. Doctoress. A nurse is a nurse, is a nurse, is a nurse. A doctor is a doctor, is a doctor. A pilot's a pilot. I mean, mm-hmm. a senator. You know, it's. But you always say male nurse for some reason. Not like, anymore. Why? No, you say nurse. Not anymore. In fact, a lot of the nurses I've been in contact with over the past 15 years are men. Perfectly. It's a great profession. You can work anywhere in the world. You can travel and do it. It's a it's a it's a hell of a job and it's a difficult job. Yep. Nurses They don't give nursing degrees away. They don't. And especially an RN. Mm-hmm. That's a hard, 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 hard job to get. It, no, it's a lot of work. You're stabbing veins, you're giving medication, you're responsible for a lot of things to, to go right. You may have to make sure the doctor has all the information they need so they don't make a wrong diagnosis. There's a lot of pressure on nurses. Yeah. It's a huge pressure, and and that's your first line of of defense as a patient. Your first line of your your first line of contact with. It's the your first line of care. It's everything, yep. and nurses listen to you more than doctors mm-hmm. do. I can attest to that. Uh, for so many reasons. Oh my God, I can get go on and on. So, Marjorie Three Toes doesn't like her job. Doesn't like the job, or doesn't think she's getting paid enough. That too. Um, she says it's so hard. What's Kevin McCarthy going to do in two years when he's not speaker of the House anymore? What do you mean two years? Could be in a month. But I mean, when they lose the majority. Oh, he's going to just get a lobby job. Like like all this silly stuff that they're doing. It's like he, he sold out, you know, himself and his family, his reputation. He sold out the, the power of the speakership and the House of Representatives so he could hold a gavel for two years. Oh, and he... I doubt very seriously they're going to they're gonna maintain the majority into the Oh, next... and, and last night, when he applauded for things that the Republicans don't like? Oh, honey... Oh, oh! I listened to some of it in the car, so I didn't get some. No, of it. I, I watched didn't, it. I didn't get it. I didn't get the vision all of oh, it. Oh my god! Every now and then, he would applaud for things that he knows his base doesn't like. Projecting Social Security, of course, yeah, stuff you have to applaud for. Oh no, 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 no! But I mean, you know what I mean? No, when when Joe Biden made them all stand up for that, sure. that was genius, mm-hmm. by the way. Um, and you should watch it. By the way, it was just watch it. Um, but McCarthy not standing up for twelve million jobs being created, Dick. Yeah. Seriously, you don't like that? I mean, and then he's like, he, and he kept looking at Marjorie Three Toes, who was yelling constantly in her Cruella DeVille outfit. And then that was bizarre. Kirsten Cinnamon, the big yellow thing that she wore again. What was that? I don't know. Seriously. She's I mean, going to be out of a job in two years. I'm going to a thing for well, my no, mom. She's going to have a better job in two years. Yeah, she's going to get a way better job. But I, I was talking to my mom because we're I'm going to a thing with her. And I said, I don't want to upstage you like I did at the Mark Twain prize thing because I was wearing bright red and she was wearing mm-hmm. black. And I'm like, don't want to upstage. What are you wearing? She goes, it's fine. We will not be sitting together. It'll be fine. I'm like, okay, good. Because <laughs> I don't want, I'm not Kirsten Cinema. Yep. You know, I'm like, I'm not going to do she's, that. She's an odd bird. She is a bird. That's Big bird is what they said. Oh, that's right. Because mm-hmm. of the yellow. So basically, um, Marjorie Three Toes said, becoming a member of Congress has made my life miserable. I made a lot more money before I got here than leave. Leave. Uh, I lost lot money attention. since I gotten here. Uh, she was Glenn Greenwald. No was her business? She had a successful CrossFit. business. Oh, she owned a bunch of CrossFit gyms or something? Uh, it's not 
it's not a life I think. Wait, it's not a life I think is like something that I enjoy because I don't enjoy it, but I'm committed to this job because I believe in it. Okay, first off, she makes $174,000 a year and has a staff that she doesn't pay for. And she didn't, you know, cancel her business. No. She still owns that business, Mm -hmm. I'm sure. Yeah. So she can just resign. That little howling monkey that she is. That's an incredibly red district she's in. Oh, so red. Because it doesn't matter what a nut job she is. If she's getting reelected there, it's got to be really No, I mean, bad. but this, I would play on a loop because it's audio. And I think my, it's on Glenn Greenwald, known douche, um, his podcast or whatever. A lot of people took weird turns. Like, he took a weird turn. Like, uh, I've been against him for before uh, it was cool. Who, who is uh, Matt Taibbi took a weird turn. Mm-hmm. Um, money, money, yeah, money, 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 money. Ryan Knight. There's a few. It's money, night. money, money, right. money, money. Like I'm, I'm always like, you know, I was never an anti-Julian Assange guy, but it's like when you started releasing our stuff and not their stuff, and you're just supposed to be a clearinghouse for information that you're giving to the world when you're doing it strategically. Okay, you've chosen sides, dude. Mm-hmm. You chose the wrong side, so you know. Oh, and he's an accused rapist, so there's that. I actually don't believe that. Why? I believe that the forces that be were trying to keep him down, and they and they made up charges against him, and I dislike him. I don't like him. It was the, the timing of that was so suspicious that it's like, oh, you really, you're really trying to put the hammer down on this guy. But yeah, if you if you had the information, if you had all the hacked emails from the Republicans, from the RNC, and the Democrats, and you only only released the Democrats, and you released them right after, you know, what something very very good happened for Hillary. Oh, and they dropped the charges, and then they released those emails like a day after. It's like, okay, let's just keep putting our foot on her neck. Mm-hmm. So f you. Oh, and by the way, what he did to the uh, uh, – I can't think of the word. I know what the word is. Anyway, where he was living in <clears throat> England and he feces in everywhere. Oh, got it. Yes. In the, in the – I think he was Peruvian. in the U- U- Uruguayan embassy. Yeah, there it is. Um, was he like smearing on the walls yeah. or something? I mean, that's how awful he was. Is that how awful he is or is he losing his mind? Maybe a little both. Maybe a little both, but come on. Come on. So um, so she doesn't like her job. We did that. Um, and she can just res- resign. Bye-bye, MTG. She's not going to get that much attention elsewhere, which is all these people want. I mean, she's obviously... Yeah. I hate to be a, di- a diagno- diagnostician, but she's a narcissist. Are you? Oh, really? <laughs> yes, I called that out. What's really? what, what do they call it? the Goldwater rule where you're not supposed to diagnose somebody unless you've like on TV, like if, unless you've have you've not examined them personally? Well, that I think that's a, rule? I don't know if it's as in I Barry after, Goldwater. Yes, as in Barry Goldwater. I, I think it was like during the time when uh, somebody running for president, like it might have even been Muskie. I would go with. And they did something about where they were saying as why he was, uh, you know, he'd seen a psychiatrist, mm-hmm. that it had come out that he'd seen a psychiatrist, which was, you know, immediately completely disqualifying the United States in 1968. And just the idea that you could diagnose somebody just from watching their behavior on television. Well, no, you can't do that. And any good shrink will tell you that you can't do that. You need to meet the person. Yes. You can, you can diagnose them. It doesn't them. stop people from doing it all the time. All the time. Um, so... D- the DNC might change. It's voted once so far on its calendar. Did you hear this? Well, if they're going starting with South Carolina, I think that's great. I think so too. A tiny little bird, you know, the the very liberal activist wing in Iowa electing our president, or, or immediately pushing somebody to become a front runner, just because this random group of people at a caucus. 
It's Caucuses are not democratic. But, it, but it's not the way we should be elected. We should go, I like Georgia. I like South Carolina. I like Texas. I like places where it's just, it's big, it's broad. It's a great cross-section. Michigan, I think, is early, which it should be. It should. You know, this whole Iowa, New Hampshire thing for years, I was like, why on earth are we doing Because people, not so much confirmation bias, but leader bias, follower, favorite bias. People are like, oh, they're the leader. I like them. Mm-hmm. Or there must be something good about them. So you're innately creating an advantage for somebody that doesn't exist in people's brains because people are a lot of people are just followers. Oh, everybody likes that person. I like them too. Or there must be something right about them. Well, South Carolina, which they is- elected Obama. If they yeah. started in South Carolina, Hillary would have been president in 2008. Yeah. Uh, South Carolina is going first now. Um, it's been approved. Uh, now, I do know that New Hampshire has a law that they have to go first- in the state. So I don't know how that's going to happen. Um, basically the DNC is going to start with, um, South Carolina followed by Nevada and New Hampshire on the same day. And then Georgia and Michigan fourth. I think that's love that. How about California fifth? Sure. Okay. Here's a, just while we're at it, the Goldwater rule, the American psychiatric association adopted the Goldwater rule in 1973, prohibiting members from offering psychological opinions about individuals whom they had not personally examined. The issue arose after a magazine published opinions by psychiatrists about presidential candidate Barry Goldwater. I think, you know, because of, you know, because of, remember the Daisy ad, the famous Daisy yeah, ad? Yeah, oh my God, we that were, was such a good ad. We were, well, it only ran once and it worked. Uh, a little fear-mongering there, but it, it was, it was convi- a really good ad. It was convincing the world that Barry Goldwater was going to blow up the world with a nuclear bomb. It was a really good ad. Aired once, but newscasters had it everywhere. He's a he's a rhino now. He wouldn't he wouldn't oh, he God, couldn't no. win Republican primary in a dog catcher race in, in Michigan. Oh God, Ronald Reagan could not win. No, of course not. No, God no. He- it's like I feel like we've become more left just because they've become more right. Like if you stretch out a, a stick, if you stretch out a line. You know, you go farther this way. All of a sudden, you know, I'm at the far end of something where it's like, no, I'm farther. Now I'm the middle's here, and this is the right. You go like this. All of a sudden, I'm farther from the middle. It's like, dude, I haven't moved. Right. These people have stretched the middle a hundred yards away from where it used to be. Well, I mean, uh, Tom Hartman actually played a clip of Ronald Reagan talking to a high school in the '80s about the inequality of taxation that millionaires pay less taxes mm-hmm. than a school bus driver. Is that okay? And the high school auditorium goes, no! School bus drivers should not have to pay more than a millionaire. And that's Ronald Reagan, kids. The guy that lowered taxes for millionaires. This is why we're in our situation right now, by mm-hmm. the way. Uh, as, as George H.W. Bush said, voodoo economics. They're peeing on you. Yeah, of course. They're not. They're not giving you. And they're telling you it's raining. Exactly. Um, all right, I have a couple of things for that. Okay, Romney. He and Santos got into it. I want. I, they I wanted to did. Mention. Like Santos has really got some stones. You know, he's like he's just owning it now. I'm a congressman now. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna, I'm gonna run this streak as long as I possibly can. And I'm gonna Until be, he's arrested and put in jail. Like even tweeting and doing everything and being obnoxious and being a troll. Like, I don't know what his game is. I think maybe he's just kind of figuring out as he goes along with this He's point. a psychopath. Well, he's that. But I mean, what's his... Hey, you just violated the Goldwater rule. Yeah, what's the well. matter with you? Hey. <laughs> he's a sociopath? He's a, he's a pathological liar. That's, I think that's proven. Well, we know he's a chronic liar. Yes. Whether he's a pathological liar, that's a, a different thing. He Pro- said he produced is. Spider-Man. Like, oh, the the, uh-huh. the the tragic Broadway show that closed after like a week and somebody he was said almost he was a... killed when one of the mm-hmm. harnesses uh, yeah. snapped. He said he produced that. 
So the man is not well or um, just enjoying the BS. I've met people like that will just lie about everything. They lie like they breathe. And what did you, what did you do? To, what did you do last night? I didn't, I went out to, I went to the movies. Like even if they went out to dinner, even, even if there was no benefit to the lie, like they're so invested, just, just predisposed to just telling, saying something else. I, I don't know what it is. I, I've had friends like that, acquaintances, I would say that lie just because they have to. That's weird. Maybe that is pathological by it's definition. It's pathological. Like, it's like making up, I understand making up your resume or always having wanting up some, like that great Christian Wick character in Saturday Night Live where she's always trying to one up. Oh, really? Well, the one time I did this and this and this and well, this. Well, and, and, and John Lovitz, the liar. liar. <laughs> Christian Wick always trying to one up the person with their lies. I can't remember the character. But, but I did this and then you did, oh, I did that. Yeah, I remember. Um, and I guess there's some people that always, and you, people usually take you at your word. Yeah. And so, oh, you did? Oh, that's cool too. You know, and you, you just like, you know. Well, for him to say that, for him to say that, because no, you're not getting pushback, right? For him to say that, 142,000 people voted for me. They didn't vote for you. They voted for somebody that you are not. Mm-hmm. They voted for that guy, and most of them want you gone now. No, he's he, he's legally elected. You're allowed a lie. There's no no law against lying to voters. He's right. He's going to get nailed on the money stuff. That $700,000 didn't show up. I guarantee there's some sort of. Oh, there's so much. I just don't understand. Even if it's one seat. I mean, if it was a one vote or even two vote margin, that I get it. Maybe a couple people get sick, but this this is a dead rotting fish hanging around their neck for two years. Why on earth would Kevin McCarthy want this guy? He's a vote such is bad a vote news. is a vote is a vote. It's such a bad look for the party. He only has five to lose. If he had two, I'd say okay, don't do anything. If I'm his political advisor, but with five, I'm like, bro, debt ceiling. And and it's not even it's not even a matter of. Because remember, yeah. he didn't and that, vote. And that's not a super blue district. I mean, there's a, there's a good chance a Republican could win that district. Not it's like, anymore, no. Okay. No. You see, so a Republican just won it. So the fact that another Republican running, I don't know how the laws are in New York. It might be an appointed. No, it's a special election. Special. He'll, he will lose, and the Democrat, whoever they put up, will win. Trust me. Well, he's not going to run again. A, no, he a, can't. A, a Republican would run again. And a Republican has no... If George Santos won that seat, it means a Republican... It's winnable by a Republican. It's not like, you know, Hollywood. Or L.A. Or, or the Valley or whatever whatever it is, all these little blue, dark blue dots out here. I think that a Democrat would. I think it's. I, th- I mean, I understand. There's a. It's you're less good with one less vote, but everything's a cost benefit analysis. What is the cost of having this monstrous weirdo in the news cycle every single day? It's killing them. It's killing the brand of their party, and their brand is already garbage. Well, this is what Mitt Romney said. You don't belong here. I didn't expect that he'd be standing there trying to shake hands with every senator and the president of the United States. Given the fact that Santos is under, finally, ethics investigation in the House, he should be sitting in the back row and staying quiet instead of parading in front of the president and people coming into the room. It's a level of hubris I don't think I've ever seen. Yeah. He said that Santos's claims that he had, quote, embellished, unquote, his record were absurd. Look, embellishing is saying you got an A when you got an A minus. Mm Mm-hmm. Lying is saying you graduated from a college you didn't even attend, um, and he shouldn't be in Congress. And they're going to go through the process and hopefully get him out. But he shouldn't be there. And if he had any shame at all, he wouldn't be there. Mm-hmm. And um, no, he's a he's a you know. I don't and then Santos all, tweeted at him, "You'll never ethic, be president." I think he believes his ethical comportment. And most people regard Mitt Romney. I mean, I'm a partisan. This, I didn't like his policies. I didn't God like the no. way he was very dishonest when, when he ran against Obama. A lot Especially of that one debate. We did. We oh did build it. Yeah. No, it was bad. Uh, but I think this guy is, his ethical comportment is probably pretty tight 
And um, well, he did vote twice to. Um, I think he's a guy who gives to charity for the right reasons. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, he did vote to convict Donald Trump twice. Yeah, no, I believe that he lives his life in a way that a normal person could be proud of, and I believe he looks at a person like George, George Santos, Santos and is like, "What as the f?" A disgrace. Yes, he is a disgrace. Yes. But he's, but he's one one who's willing to call him out into his face in person. Yeah, and he, and Santos literally— Because we don't do that because we don't like to break decorum. Like if somebody lies and we know they're lying, we don't call them out as a liar. We might not believe it. might say, oh, cool, whatever. But it's like you're not going to actually call somebody a liar to their face in public with other people and watching. And he did last night. Yeah. He did. You could see it. And George Santos tweeted last night, you're never going to be president, Mitt Romney. Okay. He's 75 and probably not running again. Even if he were, he probably wouldn't. But regardless, well, he can't. He couldn't win a Republican nomination. <laughs> nomination in anywhere. No, not except even. in Utah. And, he, and that. And he. I got news for you. When he runs for re-election, he's going to be primaried by a Trumper, and he is going to have a race on his hands. Now he's so deeply ensconced with the Mormon religion in that yeah. state, and he's got pretty deep ties, money-wise, uh, that he probably should win. But um, he runs in twenty-four. I think so, but it's not a guarantee. No. I mean, you know. Liz Cheney got blasted out of Wyoming, and her and her family owns half that state. Yeah, it was different times. Well, slightly. No, it's only two or four years, but Liz. Ch- but Liz Cheney's also. Um, I mean, two two years in politics is a, a lifetime in normal people. <laughs> I mean, two years in politics compared to today with George Santos, Mitt Romney now versus Liz Cheney a year ago. Mm-hmm. That's night and day potentially, especially with Mitt Romney. He's. Well, Wyoming, I think he is number one. I think it's the reddest state in the country. It's like Wyoming, Oklahoma, West Virginia are the three. I think Wyoming might actually be the reddest. So, you know, she had a rough time there. Yeah. And that was so. just, well, she had the audacity. I wish every Democrat in the state said, okay, you know what? We'll vote for you. Oh, I think they did. I, and it still didn't make a difference. I think the Democrats said, you know what? I'm going to step aside here. I think they went, eh. <laughs> we still don't like her because we just still don't like her. And she's going to run for president. I, you know what? I'm watching Harry Anton on CNN. He's talking about polling with Nikki Haley and Mike Pompeo and Santos. It's why the, aren't you polling Liz Cheney? Because like it or not, as as disgraceful as the GOP has comported themselves over the last four, six, eight years, um, there is still a section of George W. Bush Republicans. Oh yeah, I would say 25 to 30 percent of the public are you know are would gladly vote for W. and Cheney again. They're regular old school. Old, can you say old school neo, neocon? Because yeah, they that are a, neocons. Or is that a, a conflict in terms? Old and neo. Um, well, you know, neocon the, is the a, regular a, ideology strong defense, versus, leave me alone, yeah. you know, cut taxes and regulation. Just regular Thurston, Thurston Howell the Third Republicans. Yeah. Um, I would imagine that Liz Cheney would get, if you polled right now, 15% at least. And if you have a brace with seven or eight or nine people in it, you're a front runner. Oh, yeah. Like, why aren't they polling Liz Cheney? I look forward to Donald Trump running as a third party. I was going to ask you, is he going to run as independent if he doesn't get the nomination? Because the funny thing is- His ego. It's the whole thing with the frog and the scorpion. Mm -hmm. Like, why did you bite me? You know, it's like, dude. Hey, you took me over the river. I'm a a scorpion. That's what I do. That's what I do. It's like the thing when he runs as an independent, like he's as literally as much of a Democrat in his heart and brain and soul as he is a Republican. Like all of it's performative. All of it is shame and shamelessness. All of it is what do I need to do or say to advocate for myself, for my family, for my personal fortune and for my freedom. That's it. The fact that he hitched his wagon to the Republicans and like they didn't see that this guy's not a like, you know, two Corinthians walking to a bar. This yeah. guy's never opened a Bible in his life. Of course he's a, not. I'm a strong Christian. <laughs> he showed it up 
upside down. Even when you say you're a strong Christian, that's not a thing. You mean you're a devout Christian? Right. You're a Christian. You're in your. You have Jesus in your heart. Nobody says strong Christian. Nobody likes the word strong. And Christian, okay, that's not a way you describe your anybody with any faith describes their faith. No, they're devout. You can be a strong believer, but I've, I've never heard the term strong Christian before. No, I've or never. Or two heard Corinthians. That. Or two, yeah. There's. No. Um, and they asked him to name a Bible. You know, what, what's one? What's the Bible verse passage that you're most inspired by? He couldn't name one. He of goes, course oh, not. It's so personal to me. Yeah, so personal. You haven't been to church in thirty years, dude. Well, it's like Sarah Palin going, "What do you read? All of them." Uh, whatever's around. All of them. What, you, should, you know, the New York Times, The Economist, The Washington. They're you, easy. You know, the Wall Street Journal. Those are easy. Just and, I, you know, I, wait, I read people every now and then. The ha, Times, ha, the Post, human, the Journal. I'm a human being. Just po- Times, Post, Journal. I want to keep up what's going on in, in Hollywood. I, I read them all, Katie. Anything I mean, that's around. It was just like, seriously? She should have said, you know, I read the, the, you know, the big papers and the, I read the Wasilla Daily News because I'm right now I'm a mayor and that's what I have to be up to date on. That you would know, have been obviously, smart. I'm learning a lot about this. I, you know, I read the Economist when I can. I read the New York Times when I can. The Wall Street Journal. I like to keep up on the finances, but you know, I can't tell you exactly what's going on in Prague or you know Paraguay right now. And that's okay, because I'm running. But I'm gonna. But I'm learning, and that's I'm my le- job. Now. That would have been the right answer. Uh, which which brings me to Donald Trump's claiming the fifth. Four hundred times. Which, which one of those times did you like the best? The 500th one. <laughs> Got it. And my favorite was his excuse for it. Because he was always like, oh, if you claim the fifth, you're guilty. He goes, oh, not if you're now being. Now it's explained to me. Now that it's happened. When um, you're actually guilty. Yeah. No, his was, no. Uh, when when people are coming after your family on a witch hunt, that's why people claim the fifth. When, you know, I spend more time than I should. I'm trying to spend less time on Twitter because it just makes me a horrible person. Worse than I already am, by the way. <laughs> um a lot of support for him still out there. Like he's going to make a lot of noise in a primary. It's he, he might not be at forty five percent, but he's going to be at twenty five percent, and that's going to be tough to beat. And he's going to go at DeSantis like a banshee. Oh, he's already. already uh, we're going to talk him, about like, that. About a pedophile. Just or we'll talk about that on Patreon. Okay, got it. It's fun. Um, no, stick he's, around for pedophiles exactly, on Patreon. <laughs> pedophiles on Patreon because you know we can swear then. Um, no, he um, basically twenty five percent of the Republicans will vote for him. No matter what. No matter what, which means if he doesn't get. Oh, no, he's he, like the idea. Wait a minute. But if you run as independent, you're going to do, you know. He doesn't he care. doesn't care. He doesn't care less. It doesn't matter. Like the fact could that you think that less. he's a Republican, how could you be so naive or stupid? Or, you know, you've, you've willingly turned a blind eye to it. I don't know what the. Uh, it's not really cognitive dissonance. It's, it's willingly turning a blind eye. It's stupidity. To the fact that he has no political predispositions whatsoever. He's always been just about Donald Trump. He was a limousine, limousine liberal for ever twenty five years. He probably had a line, a convoy of limousines going between Studio Fifty Four and the abortion clinic in the seventies and eighties. You know, getting girls abortions that he knocked up. And my favorite though in his E.G. Uh, uh, Carroll deposition, she was, wasn't hot enough for me to have sex with. He said that, and then they showed him a picture of her at the time. Mm-hmm. Who is this? And he goes, "Oh, that's my ex wife, Marla." That was a picture of E. Jean. Oh, got it. So maybe he's losing his marbles a little bit, too. No. She was hot. Oh, okay. Got it. It looked a lot like his ex-wife. Oh, God. Okay. There you go. So he's like, oh, she wasn't hot enough for me to have sex with? Or Obviously, you she was. You were someone who was, apparently. <laughs> apparently, she looks a lot like the woman that you married. So, at the time. And had a child with. Yes. Who, by the way. Oh, by the way, when they talk about his love, uh, all those Thank pictures of him and Ivanka. Too. Of just a father loves his daughter. Do me a favor. Show me one picture like that of him and Tiffany. No. One. 
But by the way, Tiffany looked beautiful at her wedding. Most women do. She really did. I mean, she really. Strangely really enough, did. it's the best they'll ever look in their life. They make go to so much trouble. She looked amazing, and and he apparently was a good boy at the wedding. He did not make it about himself, which is odd. I think Marlo was threatening him. And on that note, if you need help, get it. There is never any shame in it. And uh, we will talk at you guys next week.